Welcome to Emmanuel Christian Church, the house of Judah, the house at the gate. Please join us as we'll be listening to Apostle Vincent Luang, the head pastor of the Emmanuel Christian Churches. Okay, we are teaching on self-control, the unrighteousness of those who forget. We just read the book of Hebrews, chapter 6, verse 10. King James' translation of the Bible says, For God is not unrighteous to forget. So that's the first part. God is not unrighteous to forget. So it automatically tells us that the people who forget, they are what? They are unrighteous. So there are people that forget because they are unrighteous. And this is a challenge I want to bring to you that it's the spirit we need to fight against. You must be in control of yourself in order not to forget. People make themselves forget. Can you tell your neighbor, don't make yourself forget. There are a lot of people who make themselves forget because it's convenient for them to make themselves to forget. The Bible teaches us here that God is not unjust or God is not unrighteous, that he will forget. We have few points. Point number one, people who forget are unrighteous. Can you tell your neighbor, people who forget are unrighteous. Yeah. Some of us genuinely forget, but most of us mix ourselves to forget. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Matthew no, sorry, Hebrews 6.10, the same verse says, For God is not unjust to forget your work and labor of love which you have shown towards his name and that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. Most people are conscious about the big four sins. People are conscious of the big four sins, which are lying, stealing, fornication, which is sleeping around, and murder. If you ask people, give me sins that are common, that's what they will do. But if you were to ask people for a list of sins they are not likely to mention, the sin of forgetting people, they forget that one. To be forgetful is a sin. Some of you, you were raised by your parents, by your aunts, by relatives. I was talking yesterday at the wedding with the pastors. And one pastor says something. He says, what you have done to these children will not have been able to do. And there is a chance anyway they will have backslidden if you left them alone by themselves. Now, the challenge is, will they remember? When I was preparing the message, I thought about the many people that our hand has been on their life. Some of them will literally, the book of uh, Jude, Verse 21, the Bible says some pull them out of the fire without even tinting or causing yourself to be engaged in sin. In other words, the way you were helping them, you were almost in the mixture of sin yourself. If somebody was to look closely, they would think you are really in, in the same. And when I listened to the pastors, I said, it is good that you see it. Because sometimes people forget 
the goods that has been done for them. I was telling one of my children now, I said, it's very funny how people forget quickly and even make very powerful statements on social media as if nobody contributed in their life. They have what we call shortness of breath, very short memory. They forget the little things that means a lot in their life. May the Lord have mercy on us. Forgetting is a very major sin. Can you tell your neighbor, forgetting is a serious sin. But God's word is very clear on the subject. Forgetting is unrighteous. To forget, to fail to acknowledge, to fail to remember are the sins before God. God spoke to the children of Israel and he said to them, when you do well, do not forget. Yes. I always remind, remind people, I say, when you came here, you didn't know. You were sleeping on a, on a floor. You were sleeping on a sponge. Huh? We didn't have money. We gave you money. Some of you, we paid for your first year student uh, 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 registration. Don't forget, there are people who have done the little, but have they not done that little, you will be in trouble. I like using the story, and I think maybe it will be relevant here. The lion, the antelope, and the elephant. That the lion fell into the hole and was crying for a week or so. And when the antelope was passing, realized the lion is in the hole. And out of a good, powerful kindness, the, lion, the, the antelope decided, let me help my neighbor. So, help the lion to come out of the hole. The lion comes out. Immediately the lion comes out, folds his paws and says, Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for lunch. You are so kind, you send me help, and even immediately give me something to eat. Now the poor antelope makes a big noise to say, oh, I'm in trouble. So the antelope cries for mercy. The lion doesn't understand. And the elephant comes and says, we are disturbing the peace of our neighborhood. What's going on? And so the two of them are trying to speak. Lion saying, this is a blessing from the Lord. Jesus sent me this gift. And uh, the antelope is crying that this is unfair. How can I be, yes, I'm a blessing. I took you out of the hole, but how can I be your lunch at the same time? And the elephant says, listen, I don't understand. Let everything go back to where it was before. So that I will understand. Then we can reenact what has happened. So the lion out of foolishness jumped back into the hole. And the antelope, they say, the, the, the elephant says, okay, tell me, how did it come? So the antelope says, I was walking. So the elephant says, continue walking. You see, there is peace. There is peace now. And Mr. Lion, continue in your hole. And it's fine. Now, it might not make sense. But the truth about it is very simple. You will not be where you are if we didn't lift our finger. You'll be stuck in the same hole. The, the same aunt you don't like today. Yeah. Had the aunt not taken you for two, three years, you'll be a prostitute on the street. Yeah. You'll be a boy who's sleeping under the tree. No education, nothing. But because we are so full of ourselves, we have forgotten that some good has done. I was talking to somebody that said, 
As a pastor, you get used to being betrayed daily. Yes. The level of stress, your level of stress is too high. After you have worked, I, I mean, I can name names. I can give you one, two, three, four. People that I will tell you, I literally wipe them from their bottom and even to their nose. And when you look at it, you realize that the way they behave, it's like you never contributed anything. They're forgotten. May you never forget the good that they've been done for you. Jeremiah chapter 2, verse 22, verse 32. Jeremiah 2, 32. Can a virgin forget her ointments or a bride her attire? Yet my people have forgotten me days without number. You cannot think about it. Yesterday we went to a wedding. Have you ever heard, please, have you ever heard that the bride forgot the dress? She's getting married in a town, outside town. Let's say the bride is getting married in Johannesburg and then left the dress in Pretoria. Have you heard such things? They will forget everything, but never their dress. But here God is saying, if I was that close to your heart, you wouldn't forget me. But he says, can a virgin forget her ointments, your, your, your makeup? You know, makeup, girls don't forget their makeup. They are, I mean, I was watching yesterday, everybody looked like they were baked like that from childhood. They have made effort to look very beautiful. And he says here, can a virgin forget her ointment or a bride her attire? Yet my people have forgotten me days without number. It is incomparable to think of some of the things unrighteous people forget. People forget God when they prosper. Ask your neighbor, is it talking about you? There are very simple things that shows us that you have forgotten God. Very few things. When a boy proposes you and you know he's not born again. Yeah. Yeah. When you like a girl that you know you're not supposed to like. The Bible is very clear. I mean, you don't need anyone to lecture you. You have read the scriptures. You know the scriptures. You have forgotten that you are what you are because God has been kind to you. You become strongly stubborn. Yamrat. Nyamtan. Hey, Jesus, Damanda. Can you imagine? The girl forgets everything you have taught her. She decides, I'm going for the boy. And she even prunes the boy and tells the boy, take all the sharp ends, come to church. And be nice. Who's, who's the loser? Huh? Who's the loser? Listen, every thorn you plant is for yourself. Yes, you're not planting for any other. The same buckler you put to block the thief to come in is the same buckler that will stop you when you want to run away. There is fire in your house. Excuse me. Hallelujah. May the Lord have mercy. People forget God when they prosper. People become atheists when they become millionaires. 
What a pathetic sin it is to forget the one who gave you everything. I know children who are like that, they forget. It is unrighteous for one member to forget where the Lord has taken them. One young, young woman said to us, the, the tithe, the money she has is not tithable. Because she started tithing 10,000, 20,000, 50,000, 100,000. And one day she just decided, I can't tithe more than that. And I'm stopping to tithe anyway. Yeah. So when you talk to them, they tell you, when you look where the Lord has taken them. And that's why sometimes we cry a lot when you see some of our most affluent people fail in life, spectacularly. But you realize they abandon the cause of honoring God. One of the, 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 the leaders was telling, was saying to us, you know, they listened to Obama when he, he did acceptance speech. He never says, thank, I give thanks to God. I give thanks to Jesus. He thanked everybody, even his puppy. They said he, he thanked his dog. Say, I thank my dog. He forgot. The church was rallying behind him thinking he's a Christian. Yeah. And later, his acts clearly showed that he had no mission for Christian work except other things. And this is part and parcel of the challenge. What is it that is in your heart? He says, tithe, I will not tithe. That's forgetting. I will, not, I will not give my tithe. Judas forgot that Jesus made him a disciple. I've got a lot of people that's since I was shocked one day, 20 years after, a pastor came. He says, do you remember you ordained me? You put me into the ministry. I said, I wonder, how many were you? I said, there were about 20. He's the only one who came. He was pleading, pastor, do you remember me? You prayed for me. I'm a pastor today. I always tell people, my grace and the anointing came from you. That's why I'm succeeding. I said, wow, you remembered. Very few people remember such things. May the Lord have mercy. God's, uh, God prospers uh, God pro prospers us because of the covenant of prosperity. We prosper because God has a covenant with us. Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 18. It says, and you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get well. So you must always remember, sister, sister, when your business is doing well, and your archer is no longer just archer for the people in the church. You have now packaged it very well and pick and pay, shop right and everywhere. And so when you look at your bank account, the numbers are turning so fast. It must not be, oh, Sunday morning is too much work. I can't come. I'm at my factory now cutting mangoes and making sure that the orders are filled. Wow. The Bible says, do not forget. Remember. That's what he says. Remember the Lord your God, for it is He who gives you power to get wealth. All these little ideas, they are working together for your good. The things that have made you to be who you are, maintain those things and God will prosper you. Hallelujah. God promises to destroy those after they prosper, forget the covenant. It's the same chapter. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 19 and 20. It says, Then it shall be, 
If by any means forget the Lord your God and follow other gods and serve them and worship them, I testify against you this day that you shall surely perish. People usually say, oh, pastor cursed me. No, it's there. I always say there are curses that are given. The Bible teaches us, if you are a child, an elder comes in, somebody senior to you comes in, and you decide to sit down, you are cursing yourself. It's Bible. It's not. It's not. It's not like oh, our parents came with some ingenious ways to help themselves so that they can sit down. No, it is in the Bible. If you give a person a wrong direction, it's a case. The Bible says, "Do not lead the blind astray." A blind is not necessarily a person who has no eyes, but a, a blind is a person who could not understand or who doesn't know, cannot take themselves there. They are depending on your guidance and direction. Now you lead them astray. I'm looking for this place. You tell them, oh, you are looking for the place. The person is looking for the, the hospital here. Steve Biko. And you decide. You tell them, get into Bart Street. Drive straight. It will take you into a big freeway. It will split into some second. It will say Johannesburg. When it says Johannesburg, indicate, take that one. You'll drive, uh, <laughs> you'll drive another 30 minutes. Or so, 20 to 30 minutes. And you'll see John Foster. you pass that one. And as you drive, it will split again. It will say Krukastop and N1 Johannesburg. You take Krukastop. You follow that one. It's N4. You The person has got eyes, can see, but doesn't have comprehension of what is going on. You are leading them astray. Listen, a curse is given. It's not like we have to stand. Like when the Bible says, cast, cast not my anointed, do my... There's no pastor who needs to curse anyone. A thief, I can prove it to you. If you steal, there is a curse. It's not like, oh, I have to stand here and say, all the thieves, I curse you. No. Oh, you automate you automate the curse yourself when the Bible says you are cursed with the curse it's automation you bring it to pass anyway nobody saying amen pastor let me leave it number two unrighteous people forget God when they are full when they have houses and when they are rich unrighteous people forget God when they are full, they forget Jesus when they, are, they have houses and when they are well. De Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 12 to 14. It says, Lest when you have eaten and are full and have built beautiful houses and dwell in them, and when your herds and your flocks multiply and your silver and your gold are multiplied and all that you have is multiplied, when your heart is lifted up, and you forget the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt from the, the house of bondage. This is true. Do you remember the story of the ten lepers? The Bible says Jesus prayed for how many? For ten. How many came back? One. Tell, tell your neighbor I am that one. I'm grateful. Yes. People forget. Listen. Just do well. Just do well. Just do well. Just do well.
Just have money. Just have money. I've told somebody that I've had money. But I've even had money, money. For you, a salary, a salary changes you. You, you are earning zero. You are earning 10,000. It changes you. You are earning 10,000. I told the story. It's a true story that was told by the person who told us he did it. He's one of the senior pastors. Or used to be senior pastors in Zambia. This one of his elders who was very faithful, committed person, came, uh, was promoted, it was in church, they prayed for him, he went. Let's say, for example, he was any 10,000, now they pay him like 100,000. He got a big position and uh, he was very excited about it. But after a month, two months, the pastor realized this guy is no longer paying tithes. You know, because he gave a testimony. So he calls him, he says, hey, brah, Brother, sorry, so can you come? Where's the tithe? I don't see the tithe. And the guy says, this man is not tithable. It's too much. You must pray for me. So pastor says, fine, no problem. Bring him here. And Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray for our brother, so and so. Since he's unable to manage so much resource, Lord, bring him to the level of his ability so that his faithfulness will continue. They said, the man jumped and said, hey, don't, what are you saying? And uh, the man of God says, but you said you can't afford. You were given 10,000, you were given 1,000 rent offering, tithes. Now you had 100,000, you are supposed to give 10,000. He says, that's a lot of money. So I say, no, now we pray that God should bring you back to 10,000. Where is your level of faithfulness so that you can grow properly? Because now God is giving you an exponential a blessing, you are going to earn a lot of money, you are unable to handle it. Your character has not grown enough to be able to contain the pressure that comes with the kind of money you are receiving. Don't forget, the first natural response for us is that when money comes in, we take care of ourselves. A girl will change her hairstyle. That's the first thing. We'll change the shoes and change the flashback or the handbag. Have you seen girls with handbags? Yesterday there were kinds, all kinds of handbags. Everybody was making a statement to everybody who was there that I have a better bag than yours. I mean, I can tell you shades and brands. They were making sure even the way they hold them that you can see the crest of the label on their on their. So think about it. If somebody suddenly has money, the first thing they think is about themselves. It's not God. May the Lord have mercy. We said uh, uh, unrighteous people forget God when they are full, when they have houses, and when they are rich. Number three, unrighteous people uh, forget. Okay, the unrighteous are forgetting commonly affects the people who are full. The unrighteousness of forgetting is different things. The unrighteousness of forgetting commonly affects people who are full. People who live in their own houses tend to forget God. Those who have multiplied all that they have, they also... I mean, I've seen the most educated, they argue every step. They argue, say, oh, we are going to pay the tithe. Everybody come to the altar. People will look at it and say, it, 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 
tithe is, is private. I said, I don't find it. It's not there in the Bible. There is an offering that the Bible says is private, but tithing has never been private. It's not possible. Maybe now that our tithe is in cash, you want to make it private. But it's a declaration of our faith in public as we come to give. You can't come with a cow and put it in your pocket if we were talking really, or your bag of maize if you were giving, if we are, we are really talking seriously. It was a declaration. This is why the Bible says three times a year, you must, the men were staying far, you must come and appear on the altar. It was specific. You don't appear in the grounds of the church. No. It says you must come by yourself to the altar. You must come. Present yourself there with your gifts. Why do we say three times a year? Because crops are harvested every three months. Maize, whatever that you have, you can look at their life cycles. There are life cycles of, of productions. May the Lord have mercy with us. Tell your neighbor, don't make yourself forget. Hallelujah. Those who have multiplied, all they have also quickly forget God. It is sad fact that many rich people talk a lot, but give very little. They make themselves forget to pay the tithes. They give as little as they can. Before you start working, you were very generous. Most of, of you, you were very generous. But now that you are working, you have forgotten the Lord and the work of the Lord. People speak about blessing that they've received from God, but they have forgotten to honor God with their blessing. Most of us, since we started working, it's very funny that somebody will say, my money doesn't fit. That's why I like to give to the young people who are starting to work. To say, a month before, you were living on a thousand rands. How much? And then this month, you, you got paid 10,000. They deducted whatever. You got 8,900. And you can't tithe. I've seen people who say, oh, I want to stay in my own flat. I always tell people, if you are going to be rich, you have to stay in the same room you were staying as a student, maybe for the next coming five years, to ten years. You have to tighten your, your belt. Nothing should change much. Am I doing somebody? Yes. But if you want to change immediately, most people are poor because they do not understand the hidden things of wealth. It takes a high level of discipline to be more successful. You have to contain yourself. People show off too early. In essence, the poor children are the ones who show off too early. Your hairstyle, how much is it? If ever you are paying for it. You'll be very far. And African hair is better. Doesn't need quite a lot. In essence, did you know our hair is designed for the sun? Oh, for these conditions. Our hair, I mean African hair. Your skin already has a natural protection against the sun. Have you heard black skin don't crack? Eh? Then we crack it with makeup and whatever, isn't it? And we lighten it and we want to be like somebody else. And somebody else, we were talking about it when we were in England. I said, it's very funny 
that Africans want to be white and white people want to be Africans. I'm talking Europe. I'm from there two weeks ago. You know what white people do? There's a paint. I don't know what they call it. They go into the saloon and they get painted. They spray them to be darker like us. And guess what we do? We eat some tablets and we, we put some lotion so that we can be yellow bone. Then I told them, I said, there's a confusion. Satan has got the white people who wants to be black and he's got black people who wants to be white. Be grateful for who you are. Hallelujah. So don't forget, number four, which is our last point. Unrighteousness and righteous people who forget are often proud. People who make themselves forget are often proud. Deuteronomy chapter 12, uh, chapter 8, verse 12 to 14. It says, Lest when you have eaten and are full, and you have built beautiful houses and dwell in them, and when your heads and your flocks multiply, your silver and your gold are multiplied, and all that you have is multiplied, and when your heart is lifted up, when your heart is what? Listen, when you didn't have anything, you had no opinion. I don't know how many drivers are here. But you can be a driver who feels very well. Because others don't have cars, you have. When your heart is lifted up, it says, Thine heart be lifted up, and thou forget the Lord thy God, who brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt. People forget, the Lord is the one that lifted I'm a pastor because God lifted me up. Yeah. I must never forget it. I always say to people, somebody was asking, why do you allow the children to preach? Do you know why I allow people to preach? Because somebody allowed me to preach. Yes, somebody was saying, what if they steal the church? I said, I never stole anyone's church, so I don't expect anyone to steal church. What if they will steal your people? I said, they will not be the first ones. People have been stolen before. I don't know you get it. Somebody gave me grace. Somebody believed I could do something for God. So we're giving you a chance. Here's a microphone. Come and lead prayer. Here's a microphone. Come and preach. Then you, you go through all the fears. We coach you. Then at some stage, you become a good preacher. Even a better preacher than ourselves. Hallelujah. Pride, pride. The Bible says, die heart. Then thine heart be lifted up and thou forget. The issue is that when God is doing well, people forget. People do what? Forget. People forget. It's like the lion that forgot that it was taken out of the hole. There was a young man who was giving me a hard time and I told them, I said, I just need to make one prayer because you know and I know that you are where you are because of me. I said, the wisdom you use now is my wisdom. In your family, nobody has got that kind of wisdom. Nobody. This is divine. This is supernatural. What I gave to you will sustain you and can be passed on from you to your children. I always tell people, I say, people can be around you and not know what makes you successful. And then one day you open the door just slightly. And the person start to see. And then they want to have all that you have. There is a story we used to read at school. Alibaba and Kasim. I don't know. Maybe you might not know. Because these are old Bantu education. 
to change. But somebody had a scale, was counting money somewhere. So the brother realized this guy is borrowing money scale consistently. So he put some magnet or whatever to make sure that next time when the scale comes to see what the man is counting. And when he came back, when he returned the scale, hey, my brother, here's the scale. He opened his scale and he realized, ha, ah, this guy is true, he's counting gold coins and silver coins. I'll sort him out. So when the brother came and said, can you borrow me the scale? He followed him. Greet. Saw him get into the cave and the man spoke some words and opened his, his children's books. And he did the same. After the guy came back, gave him the scale, out of greed, he went, carried his scale as well, went in there and said words. He tried, fumbled, fumbled, but in the many words, the cave opened anyway. But then he doesn't know when you are inside the cave, 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 cave what is it that you need to say for the cave to open for you to come out? Greed. So he was able to go in but he can't come out. Listen, what I've told you is not the full story. It's just one part of the story. Yeah. There is another side that you don't know. You can run with what you hate, but it might not be able to sustain you. And this is pride, because pride makes us to think, what you know, I know. I'm not inferior to you. Listen, your father knows more than you can think. You might not have a degree in scientific whatever and research but life experiences has taught him where you want to go that's where it's coming from the things he knows you'll be shocked if you were to listen you'll go far but because when you go home you don't even time to sit down and say daddy tell me about your life if there is anything you want to tell me today what will it be you'll be shocked what your father will tell you and it might be the only thing that will tip the scale for you. But pride stops us. We say unrighteous people who forget are often proud. They will not listen to anyone. They know everything and they don't take counsel very well. In essence, when you advise people today, I, was, I gave an example some weeks ago that I had a member. I was advising them. I saw they were doing bad choices I was advising, don't do this and this. And the person, the woman said, the husband was there. The woman said to me, bad advice. This is old school. Your, your wisdom is old wisdom. Until one day, the Holy Spirit told me, go and visit them in the house at night. After nine, it was late. We should don't do visitations. I went. And when I arrived, the woman says, I know today you are a prophet. Then she started crying. Nothing was left. Everything was finished. Because car, whatever, everything. It was just the tears. And me, I reminded. I said, you remember that day, two, three years ago? Do you remember when you said my wisdom is old school? Now, your modern fancy wisdom from university, has it worked? Has it worked? We have to be fighting the following day. I had to be the one running around trying to save my children from embarrassment and pain. And I said, if you listened, if you were just humble to say, I have new ideas, but let me do it. This is what we usually say. When you are given instruction, follow the instruction. Children are supposed to take instruction. Okay, let me help you. The age of 14 to 25 is a season for instruction. 
Did you hear what I said? If you are a child, you are between the age of 14 to 25. You are supposed to take instruction. If you fail to take instruction, your parents told you, no boys, you did the boys. They told you, no stealing, don't do this, don't do this. You refuse to take those instructions. They will work against you. From 25 moving up, you will be fighting to learn the 13, the 14 to 15. They told you, when you have the money, this is what we want you to do. It's an instruction. Most of the time, it's like it's an option. When your parents tell you, don't go with these people, it's an instruction. But when your parents go, you fold your bag, you give it to your friends, take my clothes, I'll come, I'll follow you. The next coming 25, 40 years of your life, you'll be fighting to learn the instruction your father was giving, your mother was giving. But if you took the instruction, like now, if we give you an instruction, you come and you ask for advice. We say, don't do it. And you go to your friends. You remember uh, Rehoboam and Jeroboam's story. When the nation of Israel was divided into two, Rehoboam, he went to his friends and he asked them, what will you do as a king? And he went to his father's friends. His father's friends told him, they said, listen, your father was a great king. He, increases, he increased the taxes because he had a thousand wives. So much work that needed to be. Reduce the taxes. Be kinder to the people. They will give themselves to you. He went to his friend. His friend says, it's our turn to eat. Can you tell your neighbor, it's our turn to eat? Yes. He forgot. And guess what? He said, my thumb. My thumb is bigger than my waist. Ah, he says, my thumb is bigger than my father's waist. In other words, if you think my father was heavy, my thumb is heavier than my father. That will oppress you. He says, I will scorch you with scorpions. The kingdom was destroyed. Lost everything. Until today, that kingdom has never been recovered. Why? Because a son didn't take cancer. When he was given an instruction, he took it as an option. May the Lord have mercy on us. Okay, let's conclude our, our, our reading. Do not forget, it is not your power and your strength that has prospered you. The book of Deuteronomy 8 verse 17 says, Then you say in your heart, My power and the might of my hand have gained me this world. So pride is one of the principal causes of forgetfulness. Those who are full of pride, they always believe they've worked very hard. They always believe they've toiled. You, if you knew how hard I've worked, people do not want to acknowledge that God helped them. They don't want to acknowledge that any human being helped them. They actually think in their own heart that they are self-made and they want you to think the same. They stand before you and tell you how hard they've worked themselves and how good they are. These people do not acknowledge God. And their hearts are lifted up. People who do not pay tithes do not acknowledge God's role in their prosperity. When people's hearts are lifted up, they say, I worked hard to get what I have. Jesus, every time he spoke, he says, I do what I see my father do. He says, my father sent me. He never saw himself independent of us. May the Lord have mercy. The book of John chapter 3, 17, 15 to 17. Then we close. John chapter 3 verse 15, it says, That whosoever believes in him should not perish, 
but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have an everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but the world through him might be saved. Hallelujah. May the world through your life be saved. Can we bow our heads together as we pray? Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you this day. We are grateful, Father, of your presence. That, Lord, we understand that there are those of us who have fallen into the sin of forgetfulness. We pray today that you will forgive us, that we recognize that even though we look good, we have houses, we have nice cars, we have resources, we have bread in our house, and Father, even to spare. We pray, Father, that you will forgive us. We pray, we repent. That, Lord, we have been unfaithful. That we have never come back to say thank you. That in all of our endeavors, we have always celebrated our life. We have traveled far places. We have gone on holiday to show our wisdom and our pleasure, our success and our breakthrough. But, Father, we have never taken the same resource to bring it to your house. We pray today in the name of Jesus that have mercy on us. We thank you, Father. For Jesus spoke that, Lord, whosoever believes in Jesus should not perish but have eternal life. Lord, we recognize that, Lord, it's not out of our own self that we are, but it's because of what Christ did for us on the cross. We repent of our sin and we turn our hearts towards you. We pray for your wisdom in the name of Jesus. While all eyes are closed and heads are bowed, maybe you are here today, you have been coming to church, or maybe it's your first time. The first prayer I want to challenge you is that do you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Have you made rights to fellowship and to know him? I want to pray together with you. The Bible says that all those who received him, he gave them the right to be called sons of God. For you to become a Christian is a decision you make. The Bible says God did not send his son to condemn the world, but that through his son the world may be reconciled to him. Thank you for joining us with Apostle Vincent Luarte. For more life-transforming messages, connect with us on Twitter at ECCRSA and our YouTube channel at Emmanuel Christian Church HOJ.